you didn't finish it. Hello, everyone. I'm Trent Luce. Welcome to another edition of Roll Route, the program where we gather every day at this time. Well, we do it to Monday through Friday anyway. And what we do when we gather is continue to address the issues between rural and urban America. It is a, uh, what do we call this, across the pond version of Roll Route. Andrew Henderson hanging around, can't get rid of him from across the pond. And Jay Truitt, who decides he's going to uproot himself and go back to D.C. this week. Can't understand that. Yeah. How's hard things in Southwest? He can smell the color of the money. money (laughs) Yeah, Andrew Andrew is absolutely convinced that this is all about the need uh, bagging up all that money that's just floating around on the streets up there. So. I uh, I can't he's take it anymore. Go mates that, he's got his thirteen mates in the GOP that made sure that Puerto Rico is back on the is back on the scene. <laughs> I think he's I know I think he's lost emphasis behind getting Puerto Rico anything. Yeah. This is for Jay Truett funds. Yeah, okay. no, this is all about me now, right? <laughs> no, we need Wait. a politician to one day have a speech and say. This is all about me. Yeah, right. It's, I mean, let's just be honest and transparent for once. Uh, I'm all about getting good stuff that I can do. We're only going to repair the roads that I can drive on. Uh, if I don't go in the building, it's not worth yeah. keeping, right? So what about the road? Trent's been, Trent's been to 41 states. Will you, you not make sure he doesn't go over any potholes? Yeah. But see, it's not about Trent. It's about me. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares about Trent? He's part of that uh, silent, loud minority or majority, whichever. I don't really care. It's still about me. Yeah. I think, and, and I mean, seriously, this whole, it is about me. That's what those 13 people were telling you um, wow. um, from the GOP. They had very specific things that got included in, in that legislation that they had sought to get, I think they were, uh, so that package was probably going to pass anyway at that level. This is what we were talking about here for the last couple of weeks. This is all part to of the To be fair to you, you uh, once again, you're on yep. the money and you, yep. but I want to ask you something. And we're not done yet, though. So it's important, it is imperative that everyone understand that the really dangerous stuff lies ahead of us. Yeah. What we did last week is bad, and or there's some good components of that, but there's a lot of bad stuff in that that package as well, and it way overspent, and the costs are way off. But please, no one misunderstands. The true danger lies ahead for you. But go ahead. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but it's it's just imperative that people not not lose sight of that, lose 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 the point. Well. My my question was more: um, At what stage do the members of the Congress get rid of Kevin McCarthy? Because he's not doing his job. He's not even trying to do his job, from what I can see. I can't even see he was that annoyed that they did vote against it. Well, um, I think he knew from he knew from day one. Yeah, he knew from day one he'd lose. Uh, I think he. He may have been surprised at 13, but uh, somewhere between 12 and 17 of those guys were going to go. Time out before we leave that, Andrew. Why, Jay? I I mean, the the circles that I run in, 
Well, you take, for example, 2,000 people that gathered yesterday in Bismarck, North Dakota, on the state capitol steps, the conservatives. These Republican members of Congress have got to know that their conservative Republican members at home, constituents, are livid that they do this, and yet they charge down that path anyway. Why? What's their motive? I think uh, well, they, uh, again, I think it literally was, um, I got mine. Um, I had some yeah. some pet projects for um, an airport in my my district, a bridge in my district, uh, a lock or dam project in my district, uh, broadband access, and I represent one of the key broadband distributor companies, uh, et cetera, et cetera. It was about jobs in a district somewhere in most cases. In most cases, I think that probably was it. I do think that out of that group, there's about six that that really want to be Democrats, right? And so, uh, I, I, and most of I, those are not even going to run for re-election. So they, I, they just how do you do in this thing. environment be a Republican that wishes you were a Democrat? There's nobody, think, no people, no segment of people that even <laughs> the, the hardcore Democrats are saying like, what's wrong with these people? Yeah, but you live in one of you live in a state. You live in a state of Nebraska, and you tell me that there that Omaha is not not a no. uh, at best a purple. Well, we're talking about city. the guy who Maybe represents Omaha as as a prime example, Don Bacon. He voted for it, right? And, and by the way, right. he said two weeks ago he was going to. Yeah, no, that's what I was going to say. Well, he it, said from the very beginning that there were key provisions in that bill. He's a classic example. And, that was looking for things that very specifically impacted what he thought was uh, uh, going to be strong economic drivers for his city, his district, and even his state. And so for him, um, he I think he knows that the political uh, toll may be his career. Mm, and definitely. he's he's actually kind of okay with that, right, if that's the case. Yeah. And I, well, I give yeah. guys that do it in that in that vein, I give them props uh, from the yeah. perspective that they didn't get caught up in the party discussion. They got they he took a really myopic look at the infrastructure package that passed. I would tell you there's a whole bunch of stuff in there that I think is a, is a horrible is, is is just not well structured. But with that said. This is not this is not this conversation that we've been having about the total, you know, three and a half, four point nine or five point three trillion dollars worth of spending. This is the same discussion that we've been having for about five years over uh, six years, really, uh, about doing something on infrastructure in the United States. And we did need to do something. We did need to figure it out. Uh, We should have figured it out at the state level, honestly, but we didn't. Right. So states didn't figure it out. And everybody can say, well, the feds ought not do that. Well, the states. Okay, but but to Hank Vogler's. Hold on, Andrew. To Hank Vogler's point, who shared that yesterday, we have been paying a tax on fuel for this very purpose for for my entire life. So why at the state level have we not got this infrastructure, particularly from a road standpoint, taken care of? Yeah, there's the, so the other, I mean, so here's another evil thing that happened, right? Is that they spent all the roads and bridges money on something else. And that right. happened at the federal level. It also in the, in the, in the federal, uh, gas tax fund. What, uh, there's an official name for it. And I just drawn a blank this morning. 
Um, but the on the other side of the coin, though, Trent, we also did it at the state level in mm-hmm. a whole bunch of states. And, mm-hmm. and um, uh, the state of Missouri, where I'm physically located right at the moment, um, is going through this incremental increase. You know, we're we're going to uh, and the people have agreed to this at this point that we're going to um, increase the gas tax so many cents for every five years for the next 15 years or something to try to keep up and keep. Um, I'm still a little bit perturbed by the fact that nobody has proven that um, all that money is being spent on the projects that it should and that a third of it doesn't end up going to administrating the uh, the Department of Transportation in the first place. They just mowed, Highway 54 just got mowed for the first time this year. Whoopity do, they did it because <laughs> they wanted to be able to gun hunt from the highway easier, right? It wasn't because... Um, it wasn't because they just now started worrying about getting the right of ways, you know, and cleaned up. But I don't know what to say. You know, we we failed at every possible level, and oh. we poured another one point something trillion dollars into into the hole. You know, it's a black hole, maybe. But well, we I, I can tell you, as a gas and diesel consumer, fuel consumer. It used to be that if I can make it to Lincoln, I got to get to Missouri. If I'm right. coming from Springfield and I can make it to Hannibal, I got to get to Missouri because fuel of any kind was between a nickel and 10 cents cheaper in Missouri than everywhere mm-hmm. else. I noticed in 2021, that's no longer the case. Yeah. You get no. to Missouri, sometimes you're paying more than you did when you left Nebraska. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, uh, uh, I live right close to the the state line, so I can sneak over into Kansas and buy cheap gas once in a while now. That's crazy. and I never thought to say that, right? Right. Um, you, you uh, there was a time in my life that I wouldn't have gone to Kansas and unless forced to with a whip, um, because that's where the Kansas Jayhawks played. Yeah. And uh, but all right. Well, I got, can we talk? I, can we go not, back to this? Um, well, yeah, Kevin yeah, McCarthy. Yeah. We we can talk yeah, about nine, whatever nine, you want, Andrew, after nine, we talk nine, about loan. Well, Andrew, Lone Creek Cattle Company providing the opportunity for cattlemen to get paid properly for the beef that they produce, and that is high-quality tender beef, thanks to the Piedmontese breed and the American ingenuity and breeding put into these cattle. Get more details at LoneCreekCattleCo.com. Actually, go to Lone Creek. Find the number for Marlon Will. He's the man with the plan. He's in Broken Bow. If you can find that Broken Bow number, call him and say, what's Trent talking about? $180 over market price. Details at LoneCreekCattleCo.com. We're back with the second segment and Andrew's idea. Roll around after this. Welcome back. Roll route, Trent Luce alongside Jay Truett from Missouri, who talks about Texas and Puerto Rico. He's a Missouri boy at heart. He's passionate about Missouri. Andrew Henderson, passionate about Glasgow, Scotland, but right now he's in the UK. All right, you. What idea yeah. did you want to bring up? Yeah, the one point two trillion, though, Jay, is only from what I can understand. Even if you include um, broadband as infrastructure, it's still less than 20% of the money that's being offered. Yeah. So it's not exactly, when you call it an infrastructure bill, um, that's like looking at a menu and saying, uh, actually, the starter's only the infrastructure. The other stuff's just giving money away for good causes to whoever wants them. And um, 
I, I find that hard to believe how people can swallow that, Jay. Um, no, I'm I, hearing, you know. No, I, I think you just uh, realized how governments spend money, right? That, well, I mean, it's sad, but it's true. And the, 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 the bigger the pot, the likely it is that what you really thought it was all about is, is uh, the smaller percentage of it. it that's why well, I say it's a bad piece of legislation. Yeah. But well, look, I, that's what that's what's I, happened here in the UK yeah. over the last two, two sure. weeks. Because what has emerged is just how much money our elected members of parliament. This is where Trent's going to say, "I told you so. I told you so." And um, and our elected members of parliament are basically pimps or prostitutes mm-hmm. to big business and big tech. And um, I can't help thinking that these two things are running parallel, probably for a reason where this is all being outed because um, our own prime minister, uh, the leader of the opposition, they're all right at the centre of huge sleaze allegations where they've been taking, well, cash for influence. You know, they've been getting extraordinary amounts. Theresa May, listen to this. You know Theresa May, our our ex-prime minister. She gets £11,300 an hour for speeches on Zoom. If I could get 11.3 cents from Trent, I'd be happy. £11,300 per hour. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, You're 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 probably honest normally. Well, I'm going to be I'm going to be like brutally honest with you right now. She's not yeah. worth 11,000 pounds an hour maybe for anything, honestly. She's just not a very good speaker. Uh, yeah, you got to remember had, she's the worst you, speaker I've ever heard. But you got to remember this. Right. Her, her husband yeah, I mean, happens to you, be have, her husband happens to have the finger on the biggest arms deals in the world. Right. So yeah, it's a bit yeah. like Hunter Biden's paintings. Wow. She can command whatever she wants, or else her husband's not playing. You, you've you've had some great it's speakers past. leading your country in the yeah. past. People that were good speakers, right? They may not. Yes. Maybe you didn't even like their. Uh, Tony Blair could deliver a speech. He he was kind of like Bill Clinton in that respect, right? Um, you, he was. At the end, you couldn't really believe anything that they said, but they were great. Yeah, uh, but she is not. Woo. She's kind of like a Joe. Well, she's better than Biden, though. <laughs> yeah, well, I, Marty's dog is better than Biden. Hey, yeah, uh, that's we, we we talked about the thirteen Republicans. We've not talked about the six Democrats. Mm-hmm. Mm, but they were extreme. They wanted more. They, they yeah, wanted more. They, they are they wanted more money. They are AOC uh, and uh, Ion Omar and uh, Anna Presley of Massachusetts, Raisha uh, Talbab of Michigan. And Cory Bush of Missouri. Yeah. Good old Cory Bush. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, Jamal Bowman of New York. So yeah. What's up yeah, with that? Jay? The core of the core of the squad, um, decided that they would, uh, just re- resist. And, and I mean, the very, that a republic, any region at any level on the spectrum could vote for it basically makes it untenable to them. And mm-hmm. so, you know, that's okay. All right. I, but, I, but, but you know, their strategy, their strategy was we're going to vote against this just so that we can say we did because yeah. 
we have an insurance that there's going to be it. enough Republicans that are going to vote for yeah. it. If it was close, yeah. they would not have voted. They would the have voted. Did. Yeah, they would have voted for it had they had to. And that to the point if, that Andrew made before about Kevin McCarthy versus Nancy yeah. Pelosi, if we're going to do that comparison, that's yeah. where the always. So, but listen though, you can't really you can't really do this mano a mano uh, because the the uh, Republican caucus is never going to be as disciplined as the Democrat caucus is in that respect. And I can explain why, but it's kind of a it's not that it's a discussion that takes us down a rat hole. And well, can I can I talk about when we're the 50, 51st state? There's something uh-huh. I'd like to bring into the uh, politics. You, you, you interrupted Jay in a time that I think I was going to take him to task for the first time ever. But go ahead. Okay. Andrew. Well, no, I, I, you can take him to task. But I, I'm going to say to you that in the United Kingdom, um, we have a thing called a whip. And this guy is and that's uh-huh. where I see Kevin McCarthy. Where the whip says that um, you have a what you have a free vote on an issue, you have a, a one line whip, a two line whip, but a three line whip is saying our party cannot afford you to vote for this. You must go in line with the party, and if you don't, we and I don't think you can do this in the U.S., but in the U.K., we can hold a an election in your constituency for not voting on party lines, and we will. And oh it's, wow! It's, yeah. And we pri- we primary you straight away. And I believe that the thing that Kevin McCarthy should have done, and he didn't do, is what Donald Trump did last night, and he told them all they're all going to be primary. Mm-hmm. Now, at the end of the day, that's his job. And the fact that he didn't even try to do his job, I get what you're saying. You're saying, Jay, he couldn't, he couldn't deliver that. But he should have told them they were going to be primaried. If, that, if nothing else, he should have told them that. So the, 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 I, 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 I agree, right? I, let me say, I wish in a perfect world that uh, I would agree with that, um, in, 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 at least in thought, if not indeed. The problem is, is right. how, the, how candidates actually pull the big chunks of money that they get, um, in, on the Democrat side of the aisle, that comes through about two or three pipes, pipelines. You've got unions, you've yeah. got, um, uh, trial lawyers, and then you've got uh, special uh, fundraisers like Act Blue that funnel all that money, and the speaker gets to di- divide that money out. That's not the so way what? it works not to all their campaigns. And so their campaigns are really funded through the leadership of the of the Democrat uh, Party, and that is not the way the Republican structure is set up. Uh, everybody is kind of on so their own. So the Republican own. is just donors that support individual candidates. Is that what you're yeah, saying? Right, exactly. And so, uh, and a lot of times they're all the same, and a lot of times groups and entities agree, but unions unions sit down with uh, Miss Pelosi, and she tells them who they're going to give money to. And um, period. It's, so, not, Jay, it's that, not the same. That's the most brilliant thing you've ever shared on Roll Route, seriously. Because this is why we have the problem that we have. People are in the country yelling at the top of their lungs. My representatives are not implementing the will of the people because the voting at the U.S. Congress level, and I'm sure at the state level is the same way, is determined by who's going to impact their fundraising efforts instead of what the loud people are saying back at home. 
Exactly. Therein lies the problem. That is the exactly. problem. That is the core of the problem. That is the fundamental thing that's actually taken the Democrat Party, no offense, from um, 25 years ago when you had this really interesting blend of blue dog Democrats, fairly conservative uh, Democrats, and then some really liberal folks that all managed to work together. Uh, the genius that Nancy Pelosi came up with was that she was able, her, Steny Hoyer, and, and a handful of her leadership team, which have all basically always been the same group of people, have figured out how to capture that funding stream, and they make sure that um, and to her to her point as well, uh, when she had people that were in leadership that got challenged in the past that hadn't actually really done their job correctly, she let them go. Mr. Elliott out of New York, who was uh, a guy, a per, one of those people that while politically he and I disagreed, he's a great human being, right? He's a, just a good, good man. And um, I, I would tell you that when he asked for help from the Democrat Party, they gave him none. Yeah. And he just didn't get it because he hadn't he had pushed back on some of this stuff um, like these big spending bills and said, nah, we're going too far. You know, we're going too far, too fast and, and people are not going to like it. And he was in a liberal district that uh, they found somebody more liberal than him to take his. It's off and running. And uh, with. With that, we need to go to another break. We're already halfway through this edition of Roll Route to protect the harvest, working diligently in the trenches to get you information to be louder and to be more resilient. Everything that we've been talking about, protect the harvest, has been about empowering people. And see, here's where we totally align on our thought process is that we don't expect anybody to take care of this stuff for us. We expect that we need to get informed and preserve our own property rights in our own way. That's what Protect the Harvest is all about. Details at protecttheharvest.com. We're back with the second half of Brawl Route after this. Welcome back. Brawl Route, Trent Lewis alongside Andrew Henderson campaigning to be Prime Minister of the UK. Make the UK a 51st state. Jay Truett campaigning to get his coffers filled bigger. Uh, I said uh, uh, very uh, boldly earlier that I was going to take Jay to task. I don't think yeah. that there's possibly. I mean, I don't. I don't disagree with the the difference between Republicans and Democrats in terms of the party and what the party does. But I was part of a campaign helping a guy in a small way take on a sitting Republican in a primary race. And the Republican Party was the worst offender you could possibly have in terms yeah. of trying to squash anybody who would challenge a sitting person. I have very little faith in the national parties of implementing the will of the people. I think they are the source of all of this channeling and keeping the individual uh, elected officials isolated from the people they represent. Oh, I think I well, do think it, that's, it, I think that's true. Right. I think both can be it true. Is true, but. Though, Trent. Yeah. It is true, but isn't it true also that because of Mr. Luce and some of the things he's been saying over the last 10 months, that it, during just in the 2020 election, for example, if we look at uh, um, Virginia, only 37 poll stations had watchers from the Republican side. And because now all these people have joined the uh, GOP party on the Trump side, the Patriot side, they now have nearly 100% take up 
on all of the uh, officials that are required or allowed into the party. And hasn't this made now a massive advantage to those people who support Trump, which then means that when we go to these primaries, you might see a very different response from what you've just described as the local GOP party, because the members are predominantly now made up of Trump supporters. Historically, historically, Democrats are better uh, at creating the ground game and the mechanism that gets people elected uh, on on election day. They're better at getting people to the polls. They're better at watching polls and having people there. You or know, dead people signs, to the blah, polls. Blah, blah, blah. The <laughs> dead people sometimes, which are hard to drag, right? Because in most yeah. states, you've got to, like, get them out of the coffin and the vault, right? It's a big thing. No, but I... But back to your back to your point, though, Trent, the uh, again, one of the one of the things that uh, again. So I talked about how the Democrats control their caucus. What the Republicans try to do to control their caucus is once you're elected, they want to keep you forever. Right. And and it doesn't matter what uh, what you do once you're in office until you cross a line and then they will turn you loose. But you've got to cross. Basically, the whole the reason that the establishment Republicans in Washington, D.C. despised and hated Donald Trump so much was because of that. Yeah, exactly. In their in their mind, Jeb Bush was due this job. Not just he was he was due. He was the incumbent in their mind. Mm -hmm. And because because he was willing to take on. Um, Marco Rubio, who was their alternate incumbent, uh, that had already been in the system and already been a part of it. He was already a known factor. They already knew how he was going to uh, decide on every single thing, and they knew what, what he could bring to the table. He, because he because he took them out, he became essentially just an untenable option. Literally anybody else on that stage could have won and had more support from the establishment. Maybe Ted Cruz being the exception. But uh, everyone else that was on that original stage of 18 or however many it was, even Carly um, Fiorina um, mm, would have brought that group together better than Trump. The The thing is, they're the problem. Yeah. I mean, they're my friends. There are a whole bunch of people that I work with all the time. They are the but they, they are the establishment. They are the yeah, and they are the problem. That is also a seamless part of the swamp that there's no difference between the in and outside of the bureaucratic circle uh, in that regard as well. I got a lot of friends that are bureaucrats and that live way down deep in the swamp. But I tell them on a regular basis, hey, you guys are part of the part of the problem here. You're making decisions that you shouldn't be making. And they don't like it, you- right? Jay, what do you say? What do you, where do you think these approval ratings are going to go, though? Because here we have the sitting president already at 38%, and uh, the vice president at at the lowest for any vice president (laughs) ever already at 28%. And, and she's black, which it, it, it really does take some doing. Where do you think this is all going to go? Because, um, at the end of the day, um, I can only see bad economic data. And yeah. more pressure from China. Right there. His, <laughs> his, five, his well, 5G tower just got turned down. 
but to his point, um, yeah. how important is the pr- approval rating? Oh, you know, I don't know. It's always uh, my approval rating compared to yours if we're running against each other, right? And so that's all that really matters is that I'm one point better than you uh, at the end of the day. I think mm-hmm. it probably depends on who turns out in the next one. I, I mean, I, I, I hate to be doom and gloom because it's just kind of contrary to my personality uh, on the economy at this point. But I'm having trouble finding what I think is going to be the bright spots that would help. And and uh, the economy does does determine generically how people respond at the polls. And, well, uh, nobody can say this is a strong, flourishing economy. I'll tell you that no, right now. No, it's shaky. Uh, right. All right. So now that we've ditched Andrew for the moment, and I'm sure he'll resurface, <laughs> he'll be but back. I, I want to shift the discussion to not only Operation Mockingbird, which we've talked a little bit about in the past, but you made a post this morning that is really at core that we need to have addressed, and that is accountability of an entity called the Federal Bureau of Investigations. Yeah. Which are conducting more criminal activity than they're solving. Yeah. That that should be problematic for every person and every elected official. Yeah. And I listen, that's a, that, that was a tough thing. I, my, uh, one half of my family are all in law enforcement, right? I still have members of the family that work in the secret service and, and, uh, and while today I don't think we have anybody in this big, huge family of mine in the uh, in the FBI, there's a lot of them that are retired or worked in the FBI for many years, mm-hmm. um, central intelligence and local law enforcement and state troopers, et cetera. Um, and I, I, it's kind of interesting to have those conversations with my own family members, and they were the ones that kind of inspired me that, hey, listen, uh, we've, we've crossed the threshold here. Um, no longer can we, we're, we're beyond the point that we just have lost some faith in the FBI, right? That, that's one thing when you have a, uh, uh, a, a, a shaky relationship. Um, they've broken the trust now. Absolutely. Point. And they've, and be, have definitely decided that they are going to be in, on the opposite side. And, uh, I, uh, from, from my perspective, again, the post that I had put up literally was just about, listen, we, we got to stop having the wrong conversation. We keep in Congress, the conversation is about, we need to review this and we need to investigate the FBI. No, I think we know at some point, you know, enough that the baby and the bathwater both need to be thrown out. And we start over and redesign what yeah. you're going to well, do. And you can love the baby, but the truth is, is, is not doing the job. And uh, so let we, me give you my experience. Instead of, now all my pro-life all and, and wow. Yeah. Let, let me give you my experience instead of just what I read on the internet. So you know that I was at Amalia National Wildlife Refuge in January of 2016. Mm-hmm. Lavoie Finnegan ends up right. being shot ultimately by the FBI, uh, he was taken mm-hmm. down in a, a, a remote spot on a highway between uh, Harney County and Grant County, Oregon, where there was no internet service. It was like it was, this was all planned so that it could be controlled. Okay, Lavoie Finnicum is murdered 
on that highway. Uh, uh, Ryan, Ryan Bundy ends up shot and goes to a local hospital. Both LaVoy and Ryan Bundy go to this hospital. We find out later that there's one guy that lives out in the woods very close to where this ha- actually went down and happened. He later, within months, maybe within 30 days, I don't remember the time frame, commits suicide. Yeah. And three nurses that are in the hospital that Lavoy Finnicum and Ryan Bundy go to commit suicide within months after all of this goes down. Now, what are the odds that four people, including three nurses in a hospital in remote Harney County, Oregon, are going to just all commit suicide? In fact, I actually got a hold of the father of one of these nurses, and he said to me in an email, I think it would be wise for you just to not pursue this. This is the FBI following up and covering their tracks and criminal activity, and there's zero accountability for it. So, well, have I gone again? Yeah. Uh, okay. Now looks, Jay. Yeah, I'm still here. But Jay, I don't know if you caught all, but there's zero accountability for the FBI. Andrew, have I been, now, now Jay's I, gone. I, I, You're good. You're I good, Andrew. Of, so I'm out of quarantine because I think I got chucked out there. You know. Yeah, you're out of quarantine. You're good now. Um, I've been listening to Jay there, and uh, I can't help thinking that this Durham thing is going to be very, very, very good for America because that's why I wanted to ask you and Jay this question. Um, this grand jury, do they know each other? Do you know the... the I don't know the, the answer to that jury? question. Do you think Jay will know that? Because yes, I, I do. think it, it, it's fantastic because um, mm-hmm. it looks hey, as though... Andrew, Andrew, let's do this. I'm at the yeah. time when I need to take a break. We'll get all of this fixed during the break. We'll get Jay back. And in yeah. the meantime, we can have a full discussion with all three of us. Jay is back. But before we go to Good. the break, I want to remind you that Dr. Nathan Bryan has put together a product that I wholeheartedly believe everybody should take on a daily basis. It's a nitric oxide supplement. I've been doing it for 18 years. I truly believe that's why I've been exposed to 20,000 people since May 1st with a very healthy record. And that's because daily take nitric oxide and that comes from NO2U.com. Dr. Nathan Bryan said on this very program in August that he's in hospitals all the time and has had no issue because of NO2U.com. Put Trent in the coupon code. If you can remember that little coupon, Trent, you get a 10% discount plus free shipping, no shipping. It's all about improving your overall immunity and your health. And by the way, the side effect feeds your brain with more blood and makes you think more clearly. Who doesn't need that today? NO2U.com, Trent in the coupon code. We got Jay Truett back. We'll brought them back to the last segment after this. Welcome back. We're all out. Trent Luce alongside. Everybody's back on their best behavior. Jay Truett, Andrew Henderson. All right, we kind of have two conversations going on at the moment. Jay, uh, just want to wrap up the FBI thing. I mean, with my personal experience, oh, and then I left out of the equation that when 34 people at Malheur National Wildlife Refuge were arrested, court uh, discovery proved that half of the 34 had FBI ties and were plants. Wow. But that, that's right. just how they work. But by the way, yeah. that was that was practice for January 6th. That's what they were it doing. Was, it, it, well, absolutely, I, 
it, it absolutely is what fills in the rest of the blanks, right? When we, when we start to look at it, I think again, what uh, to the point that I was trying to make without re, re, retreading over all your turf, right? Which I think is important is that the, the, they became something other than a law enforcement agency. They became a political arm of something, but not necessarily even their governing power. Um, and they're, uh, uh, you know, they're, that's like, we're talking about brown shirts now, mm. right? So that behaved in that manner. Well, so, um, so could I, I'm not, uh, I'm not sure you're right in the, that, uh, I recently watched a very well documentary, a well done documentary on Martin Luther King Jr. I think the FBI started with this slant maybe. instead of right. became that way. I, maybe I, I don't I, think they goes, does it all not go back to Ed? J. Edgar Hoover and, and yeah, yeah absolutely it does. It, it does. Um, but I think but, that's probably true. Uh, can I ask a question, Jay? Because I think um, this is it, it's all all part of the same um, information that's coming out now. I'm, I'm intrigued by this, and I want to try and see if you can help me. First of all, you know when Durham uh, has a grand jury, who picks the grand jury? Can somebody? Can you explain that to me? How does that get picked? I'm shocked. Well, that that's fine uh, because I, yeah, I will I will know the answer to that by next Tuesday. Okay. Well, I can only assume yeah. because I, I can tell you what I know because I've gone into this in quite a lot of detail. I'm going to tell you because I'm really interested in how he's pursuing this. And um, I read the Damachenko. I've probably got his name pronounced wrong, but the, no, I think the guy that's been on. Um, the guy that's been arrested and. Um, I noticed how he frames the argument in order. It, it, he's almost like corners a rat. That's how I would describe it, because he takes the guy through the process of all the things that he's done and then ties it to somebody else that's about to get the knife as well, which is quite interesting. So he also tells you the guy is complicit, compl who is complicit with him doesn't name he or she, but describes exactly who they are and where they came from and then proceeds to say, that there are 21 unsealed indictments that surround that person. So that the way I think he's doing this, and I, I wanted you to, to, is that he tells the grand jury, I need to, 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 to take a, a deep look at this person because I believe that the uh, documents that I've been given that have not been declassified, because he's got unclassified documents, are telling me that this guy's a rogue player or this woman's a rogue player. He says, this is the information I want. I'll report back to you when I find out the information. And then that's when the grand jury decide whether he can unseal or not unseal the indictment as the case may be. That's how I understand this to be. Right. And what I find very, very interesting is the Sussman indictment. He wasn't arrested. Remember that? He wasn't arrested. He was indicted, but not arrested. Whereas Damachenko right. was arrested. Bit of a difference. Right. Yeah. But Sussman took the decision, and I think he fell for something here, to plead innocence. And I don't know whether you know what's happened since. He's been further, um, he's in further receipt of 81,000 documents which purport to prove where he lied. And he's also been given the lovely information that James Baker, head of the, F F the CIA, is going to stand as witness against him. 
Yeah. Now that I, I, I just want to understand this. Does that mean mean James Baker is in because he's disappeared off social media? Does that mean he might be in some sort of um, what's the right word safe house? Because don't forget he was head of the CIA under Obama. Yeah, I well I don't think he's in a safe house. I do think that he has. Uh, <clears throat> I think that he thought that he had carefully escaped public life. And all of a sudden, he's being drugged back into it, probably kicking and screaming. Um, I probably will end my social media presence at some point, too, here in the next four or five years. So, And it's and I'm a long way down the food chain from any James Baker, right? But at some point, <laughs> you just want to stop, right? And, yeah. And not have people be able to track you quite so easily. I think Fiona Hill start, stopped a little too late. She's the connecting yeah. force in all of this that – everybody's like pay, not even paying attention to what she's doing. She's tied to every one of these criminals. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, But it, it's going to go, it's going it, to, he's only going up with his indictments. He's only going that way. It's not going down. He's, he's going up. Okay. So you can indict, you can arrest yes, as many end. people as you want, unless you have uh, a, a judicial system that actually follows through and holds people accountable, it doesn't do anything. And we've not seen okay. that historically. So do you, no, so do you think agree. that these grand juries have any teeth? Well, that's the question I'm asking. Does a grand jury know. of a special... <clears throat> this is not, while this is this is proceeding like uh, at a snail's pace compared to a Formula One race car, right? Um, this is, <clears throat> I would make it I would make the comparison that this is the Giuliani strategy, you know, for how you yeah. break these big syndicates of power. Yeah. The problem is we're moving so slow that everybody that's important is going yeah. to be dead um, before. And, and the country will, will have suffered the side effects of those, uh, of those uh, actions oh, okay. before we ever get around to resolving it. I, I'm, I'm glad okay. that some people are still interested in Durham. I'll be honest with you. I, I've almost stopped reading anything about him because I'm not for sure that any of this gets to the finish line at this point. And that that's probably part of what prompts me to, to be so negative about the law enforcement entities themselves and the Department of Defense. I you listen, five uh five, ten, fifteen, twenty five years ago, you would have never heard me utter the words that um that I have zero confidence that the that the that the DOJ and, and that uh, FBI uh, would would break the trust that we have. It was just it was incomprehensible to me, and I think most Americans felt that way as well. We could be disappointed in little specific things that they did or how they didn't do something we liked, yeah. but we weren't just flat well, out what the so, heck. You know right? why? So, you, you know this is not hard to figure out, and it's all part of what you know. Marty planted this seed in Operation Mockingbird in my head today, but it's real. Because when was the last time you saw something coming out of Hollywood in the last 20 years where there was a corrupt corrupt FBI guy guy or, or lady? We've been right. told by media for how long in Hollywood that the FBI the is always the hero. They're yeah. always the hero. Yeah. yeah. Well, could you do me a favor then with your homework, which is finding out about a grand jury? Because uh-huh. quite a lot's riding on this. If a grand jury is what I'm thinking it might be, 
and I'm hoping it might be, it could be very, very significant. But if it isn't, I'd like to know. Because yeah. there seems to be a lot, an awful much ado about nothing if it's not got any teeth. Well, it's a, it's a step, but we need follow-through. That's what we're saying. It's a step in the right direction, but we need follow-through. But to use Jay's race car analogy, which I think is brilliant, we're talking about a race car running in 2016. And right now we have other race cars that have issues in 2021. So it's hard for yeah. people to keep track of what was wrong in 2016 when we have a serious problem in 2021. Right. Well, I think that can all come up today. I think his, uh, his uh, jurisdiction is right up to date, to be honest. And that was the thing I was going to ask you just on a very similar thing. Any ideas where Gavin Newsom has gone? <laughs> I no. doubt he's at a. I doubt he's at an NASCAR race. If that's what you're asking. No, he uh, maybe he's leading a "Let's Go Brandon" cheer somewhere. Oh, I'll bet he is. I'll bet yeah. he's being fitted for a line of clothing and "Let's Go Brandon." Yeah. Well, that, I'm just some Jerry Rowe was on our show, and I've seen some more uh, claims of this, but I don't know whether it's true. But he's had a severe. He they're suggesting he's had a massive, severe reaction. Hmm. I, I I doubt that because okay. I doubt that any you know elected he's <laughs> right. I doubt that any elected official in his position actually gets a lot number that puts him at risk. It'd be great if somebody gave him it without him knowing, though, wouldn't it? <laughs> I, 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 I can verify where I was at the time. Yeah, yeah. I was fixing to say uh, that's how that's how you get a black sedan parked out in front of your house. I've already lived that life once. Uh, I spent yeah. two years with a black sedan parked out in front of my house. I don't want to go back and do that again. There's <clears> there's, uh, there's two there's two missing persons at the moment. The one is Jen Saki. The other one is Jen Saki. I'm just pointing out that um, nobody's heard sight and the sound of them since uh, the 28th of October, which is a long time yeah. now. At this point. I, I mean, so uh, I will tell you though. In all fairness, my uh, my mom had a pretty pretty good dose of COVID, right? She had she a pretty did. severe case, and uh, I would. And she's a bright lady, right? Worked as a CPA, et cetera. It was about three or four weeks before she felt comfortable balancing her own checkbook again, right? And yeah. you, yeah. I know you had. A dose of it yeah. as well, but my mom was one of those people that was on the edge of being at risk, and um, uh, a true blue at risk person. Probably just you know good healthy nutritional um, daily life is what kept hers from going um, uh, a little farther down. And we did get some uh, prednisone uh, treatments at a really opportune moment that opened her airwaves. But uh, it. Uh, you know, I can see where some people it's going to take them three or four weeks to get over this ridiculous yeah. thing. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah. All right. In Final 30 cases. seconds. Who's got the profound parting wisdom for the day? Hey, listen, I, I, I'm just, I, I seriously feel compelled to, to tell people I, that I've, I don't want to repeat what I've said before. This thing over this spending in DC and this transformation of our public policy stuff is not done the the you're going to see the news media play this out like hey yeah they got it all done and now they're going they may work on some other little things on the side the big ticket is still in front of us and they're and we're still looking at them sneaking this thing in in the middle of the night um mm -hmm. further down the pike don't lose 
focus. Stay focused on killing this next package uh, at all costs, honestly. And lock your door. Well, you're the man that can always tell us what you think is going to happen. Do you think it will get killed? We we can't. He can't. He can come back next week. We've successfully journeyed down the road connecting rural and urban America. All three of us remind you that all roads do lead to a rural route. 